I'm going to invite you to return to your seats. Hopefully, we'll have some greeting time afterwards. Thank you. Thank you. Good stuff. Joel, do you want to start with your announcement? I got a mic here for you. Morning, everyone. Real quick, we're going to do Angel Tree again this year. We we only got, well, the last time she talked to me, there, a couple of the prisons hadn't sent in their things yet. So we only have four families, four local families here, which is, which is a lot down from what we normally do. So uh, we need one or two shoppers, depending on how. So we need the a person with the spiritual gift of shopping to sign up. <laughs> I saw Megan's hand go up right away. Oh, and Kevin's volunteering his wife. So no, uh, go see Sandra after she'll give you the paperwork and shop for these kids. And then also deliveries too. If you're, we'll probably need help with deliveries. We got one up and uh, I see Ralph. He's got the, he had a pretty cool story last year of it. So we have one up in Hobima and then the rest are basically around central Alberta. So. Come see us if you can help out. Cool. Thanks, Joel. Um, Christmas Eve, people have been asking me, we're having a normal Sunday morning service. We are not having an evening service. We bless you to go to other services if you want to take in too. But obviously, Sunday morning is the priority. Right? (laughs) Yes. No. um, It'll be a normal Sunday morning service that will obviously be involving, um, you know, celebrating the birth of our Lord. But we will be doing that in the morning. Just a reminder, you have one week left to give to that that camp special project. You can do it with an offering envelope. You can do it with um, your online giving. Uh, That's for Camp Caroline. Lastly, uh, next week, next Sunday, we are doing a potluck at the Benders. So Sunday afternoon, they said show up between 3 and 4, bring games, bring food, expect to hang out and have some fun. We're looking forward to being together in a different setting and just enjoying one another's company. So that's Sunday afternoon at the Benders Farm. If you need rides, if you need directions, well, we will send out directions and details in the email this week. But if you, if you want to coordinate rides, talk to us. We'll make sure that everyone knows how to get there and is able to get there if you don't drive or just don't like driving on icy roads in the winter. Sound good? Good. Um, Let's pray. Lord, you are wonderful. It's a privilege to know you. It's a privilege to be known by name to you. You have our address, our details. Our location services are on for you. What an amazing thing that you keep an eye on your people. What amazing, an amazing thing that you, just, you don't just look from the control center somewhere far away, but you have removed all distance and every barrier to be with your people. Oh Lord, may we do the same for you. May we respond in kind to all of your goodness, to the ways that you have acted with favor and kindness towards your people. May we hear that it that, that those acts of kindness the intentions that you have for your people, 
your goodness being sent to pursue and invite, would you remind each one of us this morning that it has our personal name on it? That no one is left out? That there are no exceptions to your love? Lord, may we enter into that this morning. We look to you. We look to your word because we look to you, and so we look through your word to you. Would you make that a reality this morning for us? May the end point not be the printed page. May the end point be engagement with the one who removed every barrier and closed the gap to be with your people. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get some help handing out some handouts and some pens and paper? Thank you, sir. There you go. Um, I don't consider myself a Bible teacher. I may have at one point. Um, I don't. And so as I decide what to preach, it's not so much my decision, at least not overtly. What What I am trying to do each week is not simply say, well, we covered to this verse last week, therefore we cover to this verse the next week. Um, rather, it, it's a conversation with the Lord about who he is, about how he's revealed himself, and especially about how he is at work among us. I know we were sent to John. That was confirmed supernaturally a number of times in a number of very interesting ways. I'm not going to remind us of that story. But as we move through John, it's been this, Lord, how do we keep in step with the Spirit? And what is it that this text says to these people at this time? See, it's not enough for me to simply look at the text and say, this is what it says. I, I, I pray over the words to say, Lord, what do you want to say to your people in this moment? And there is a key distinction there because it, it means that as, as I bring something on Sunday morning, it, it's coming with a conviction having prayed for you and, and given thanks for what God is doing among us. And, and as I did that this week, I felt like the Lord was saying, I've done, we've done two checkups in the last number of weeks, and this is the third this Sunday. You don't have to bother reading those. That's actually for home time. You can turn it over and make notes. I, I say that not because I expect you to be students in that sense, um, it's because the Lord, the Lord is speaking 
in these moments that we are together. The Lord is at work in these moments as we are together. And, and it looks different for each person. There, there are things that stick out to you, that resonate with you. And sometimes it's this deep conviction, or sometimes it's a word in particular. Sometimes it's a story. Sometimes it's just this sense of here. It, it's this. And it's not always the point that Ben is making, because God's at work. And and so your job is not to listen to me so much as to listen to what the Spirit is doing in in this moment. And that's why you need a pen and paper. You don't need a pen and paper so that you can make copious notes of the things that Ben said. You need a pen and paper because the Spirit is speaking in the moment and you will lose it if you just expect to remember it. And I'll come back to that later. You need a pen and paper because we will remember, I learned this this week, you are 70% more likely to remember something if you write it down. And if we value what the Spirit is saying, it would be worth writing down to revisit again later to continue that conversation with the Lord. I don't expect you to be students, but I I do expect us to, to more and more treasure what the Lord says to us. And it's going to be personal and different for each person. So pay attention to that. Our first checkup was a weighing a word Sunday. We had some prophetic words spoken. And we had to to steward that and sit with it. And it revealed something to us in the moment that maybe we're open to this, but we got a lot of room to grow. That was an interesting Sunday. The second was at the semiannual meeting, and I shared with you the image of of someone having climbed a couple of flights of stairs and then paused on the landing a couple of flights up to say, "What, what is the stuff that's going on in my body right now, what does that reflect about my health? And we compared that analogy to what the Lord is doing among us. We've experienced a lot of change. We've experienced the Lord doing some really interesting things. And you can blame all of the change for the elevated heart rate. You can, you can, if you're experiencing some pain, you can blame other people. Or we can take an honest look at ourselves and go, but what does this say about my level of health right now? And then what am I going to do about it? The Lord, the Lord is at work and there is opportunity to redeem but where are we at? And what does that say about me? Today's the third one. And it comes out of having been in John 15 for the last three weeks. And we've moved through this text slowly because there, it, it is so, not only because it is so rich, but because its richness is preparation for what is coming after. And so here's the third check. How's your friendship with God? I'm not asking how are your religious practices going. I'm not asking about your church attendance. I'm not asking about your frequency in scripture. I am not asking about how much you've memorized. I am not asking about your devotional time, how often, how long, anything like that. I'm not asking whether you give away money. I am not asking about how many good things you did for, nice, for other people this morning or recently. Not, I'm not asking about that. 
I'm not asking about your forms of religion. How is your friendship with the Lord? We're going to do a couple of checks to find out. The first one is a heart check. Do you want this friendship? So let's read John 15 again. And notice the heart check going on. I'm going to be reading from the NIV because the Bible that I bring up here is the one that I use for study, so it's where I can find things most easily, but it's not the greatest one for public reading. So here we go. This is the NIV. John 15. I'm going to read from verses 1 to 17. Notice what's going on in your heart. Do you want what's being offered here? I am the true vine, Jesus says, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. So remain in me. Your translation might say abide, and I'll probably keep using that word abide, but this translation says remain instead. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. What's going on in your heart? Like I said at the beginning, I I pray through these scriptures and I ask the Lord, what needs to be emphasized? Every jot and tittle 
as the old version says, is worth noting. But I cannot preach on every jot and tittle, every comma, every word. All of it has value. But I ask the Lord, what do you most want to say? And what are you saying and emphasizing to these people? And at this time. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And friendship is incredibly important. I would say it is essential. Do you have friendship with the Lord? He has extended friendship to you. To you. So what's going on in your heart as you hear that? Heart check. I can remember, I, I think I probably did this a number of times. I used to yell at the Lord, you call us friends. Friends talk. And I'd hold up this scripture. Friends talk. And he answered with patience and kindness. And he started talking. Actually, excuse me, I should correct that. He had been talking, but he started showing me how he had been talking. And that was the real start of friendship. How's your heart? How much do you want friendship? He wants it with you more than you could possibly want it with him. So that's the heart check. How about the attention check? Are you abiding? Are you remaining in the vine? Remember, he is, he is the vine, right? Is there an ongoing connection between you and Jesus. Remember when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago? I said, um, abiding is not a quiet time. I'm not asking you about your quiet time. I don't think you can have real and rich abiding without a quiet time, but to reduce abiding, to reduce remaining in in the vine to the quiet time is is to reduce your connection with Jesus to the amount of time that you have spent that day. As though once that is over, you are no longer abiding in the vine. No, abiding is a life. It is an ongoing connection with. How much is our attention on the one who is with, with us? Is that increasing in our lives? Are we craving that? Do we want that abiding, that rich connection that produces something? Do we more and more find ourselves going about a task which we can do on autopilot, such as driving, and then connecting to the the vine, continuing to abide with? Do you find it happening in the middle of the night and you wake up and and your first thought is, Lord, I need you more, Lord. Oh, have you been speaking to me, Lord? Oh, I'm anticipating you. 
in the morning? Do we wake up in the morning and our, our, our thoughts are, oh, I'm tired, but Lord, then we go from there. Can we more and more learn to abide in life where there's that ongoing connection, not simply on a Sunday morning, not simply in a quiet time. The quiet time and the Sunday morning are the practice and the preparation for the abiding at the other times. Let us remain. Let us find that friendship and live that friendship moment by moment. That's the attention check, the abiding check. But then there's another check in this passage. There's a fruit check. Fruit is not you and I go and do nice things for poor people. Fruit is not um, being a family. Fruit is the supernatural stuff that comes from the vine. If it didn't come from the vine through the branch, it isn't fruit. It's what you and I brought to the table. Branches can be leafy green. I admit the, the analogy breaks down there. But fruit comes from Jesus. Is there fruit that you can point to in your life? Something supernatural. Something where you, you tell a story and you say, if Jesus hadn't done this, this story would not be possible. You look at your life and you go, I have new desires I did not previously have before. That must have been because Jesus is doing something in me. That's the check. And there's the obedience check. And Jesus says it a number of times, right? If you love me, you will obey my commands. Does that feel like a burden or a privilege and an opportunity to extend and express our friendship to the one who died for us? Do we view obedience that way? Do we view obedience as the very nurturing of a friendship with God? where we get to draw nearer and show him more love. And that will especially be expressed, Jesus said, in obeying his command to love others. And you'll notice it happening when you begin to love people you wouldn't normally love. It's not about loving your family. That's not hard most of the time, right? It's loving the people who, if it weren't for Jesus, I would not be here in this situation showing this kind of service, engaging and actually listening to this person and granting them the dignity of interacting with their response. Do we have that? Do we have love for those who are not like us. These are the things that will help us to know how our friendship with God is doing. So how's your friendship with God? 
How's, how are these checks? What are they revealing to us? Room for growth, room for opportunity. They, they will reveal the degree to which we actually desire friendship with God. The degree to which it is there. And then there's the hearing check. And we talked about this last week. And numerous other times, I admit. I no longer call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends because all the things I have heard from my father I have made known to you. And that's not simply scripture. For example, he says just a couple of verses later, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own. Oh, sorry, the one above it first. Jesus says, I have many more things to say to you. I have more to say to you. You cannot bear it at the present time. But when the Spirit comes, he will continue to speak that to you. How's your hearing check? Do you hear the Lord's voice in Scripture? Do you hear the Lord's voice in conversation? In interaction? Friends talk. Two ways. Friends talk. How's that communication going? Are, are you willing to, if you haven't heard that voice in that way, are you, are, are you willing to put in the work to learn to hear it? We're going to practice it now. Can we pause just for a moment? Close your eyes. Ask the Lord, why do you desire friendship with me? I take you at your word. Scripture says it. So why do you desire friendship with me? Write down what comes to mind. It seems to be a very common thing that as we lead people through healing prayer, one of the things they they recognize as the Lord speaks to them is the dignity and the value that he places on people. It, It becomes personal when they hear him say, I came for you. You were one of those sheep running away. You were the lost child 
that I welcomed home with open arms. Why do you desire friendship with me? Ask him now. How do you want me to grow in friendship with you? One more thing I want you to ask the Lord. What should I do about this this week? I'd like to give you an opportunity to share. He's got something from the Lord or possibly from the Lord that you would like to share. Yeah, Renee. There's a mic here, actually. I'll just share the um, answer to the first question. Um, it was very clear. Um, the first thing he answered, the question of, what was it? Why do you spend time with me? <laughs> I can't even remember the first question. Anyway, but the answer were, was, um, because I made you, because I love you, you are so very dear to me, underline, so very dear to me. I want your company. I want to talk to you. I want to be with you. I want to teach you. I want to show you my heart. I want to just be with you for your own sake. Thanks, Renee. Um, I'm going to, I was just being real here. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm not going to go up. They've heard enough from my voice this morning. And so sometimes I battle that. And, and so I just was like, no, I'm going to go up. But I, I have actually been convicted of this in the last few weeks about the bearing the fruit. And um, even, even before that, like I know that where I am placed, even in my workplace, it's like I know that I have built relationships there. And I know that I, people know that I love them there. And I know that um, I know that we've built a respect, a mutual respect for each other. And so, but I'm like, what's the next thing? And so I think that's kind of what I'm exploring and listening to God about. And I know it's that, well, you need to be more bold. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been being more bold and just in my faith. And there's been some very interesting discussions that have come out of it. And um, some of it, I'm just like, okay, but I'm in the workplace and you kind of battle those kind of things, right? And so it's kind of like that head thing about, okay, what's appropriate to say and how much do you say to the students? And and so just there's sort of an internal battle about that, but I really feel like it's God calling me specifically and saying, where is the fruit? And And that's specifically for me right now, that seems to be in my my realm of people. Um, Am I being obedient in what I need to be sharing? Well done. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate that honest story and vulnerability. Well done. Anyone else? If you look at your handouts, the side you didn't make notes on,
given your list of questions. My encouragement to you over the next number of weeks is not not only to answer each question, but to spend time in scripture and in prayer, carefully going over these questions. These are not random questions. This is not a, how do I put it? Those questions are there very intentionally, and those chapters were chosen very intentionally. We can't move on to the latter part of John 15 and into 16 without the friendship in place and without some of the key things that are mentioned in those particular chapters, and they tie together. Um, John 15 and 16 get really heavy. Really heavy. And Jesus knew his disciples were going to head into hard, hard times. And the, the most crucial thing that his disciples needed, the very last thing they needed to hear before talking about how hard life was going to get was how much they needed friendship with God. And chapter 5 and chapter 10 and chapter 15 are the preparation that are going to be needed for this group of people in particular. As I have prayed through this, to the best of my understanding, in my interactions with the Lord, it's before, before we can move into that, we must be established in this. Would you please make friendship with the Lord your highest priority? And we'll know it's friendship when it passes the checks that we talked about. We'll say, this is what friendship looks like, according to Jesus. Let's do that. Let's focus on this in the next couple of weeks. You are going to have both opportunity and distraction coming in the next few weeks, right? Most people take some time off over the Christmas time. You're going to have probably different routines, and there are going to be opportunities to show the Lord friendship by granting him time and attention and saying, Lord, I want to, I want to go deeper in friendship. Will you work through this stuff with me? Will you point out what you want to point out? Will you grow me in this stuff? We need that in order to to move on to what the Lord has for us next. So we're not moving on in John for a couple of weeks, probably not until the new year. Um, Next couple of weeks, we'll probably focus on Christmas. Jeff Gowdy's going to speak on New Year's Eve. Looking forward to that. Um, and I'll, I'll have to process with the Lord when it is that we get to the next part of John. Please, please do not delay. E- each question on that page, whether it relates to friendship or not, is preparation for what's coming in John. I know it feels weird to get homework, but look at it as now this is going to be some of my devotional time. This is going to be part of my discipleship. You know, remember, discipleship is apprenticeship. Apprenticeship implies that there's some effort and some work involved in it. So I, I encourage you to show God love by extending him 
offerings of effort. Um, Dallas Willard, I've shared this before, Dallas Willard says, grace is opposed to earning. It is not opposed to effort. We are saved by grace, not by our efforts. Sorry, we are are saved by grace, not by our earnings. But there is some effort involved in how we respond to the Lord. Let's put some of this in. It will be rewarded. And you you will recognize the rewards as we move into these later chapters, because you will be in a better position to say, Lord, I I see you at work here, and and I am receiving what you are doing, and I am anticipating what is coming. You'll be in a position for that. The more and more you draw close to the Lord, let me bless you. In Jesus' name, I, I bless this congregation, each and every person, I bless you with the strength to make effort. I bless you with the peace that comes in abiding. I bless you with joy in recognition of the one who is speaking. I bless you in the renewal that comes from friendship with Jesus who is both Lord and companion simultaneously. I I bless you to know the only one who matters because the only one who matters decided you were worth coming for. You were worth dying for. You were worth extending friendship to. Lord, would you make us people who with two hands will say, we receive we receive and thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. We offer you our worship. In Jesus' name. If you are wrestling this morning feeling like the yes and the no, as we, as I was speaking, as we were engaging with the scriptures and the message, I just want to remind you, that's why we do healing prayer. Um, it's an opportunity to sit down with other people and have them sort of guide you in an interaction with the Lord where he sorts those things out. And so if that's something that you think would be helpful to you, um, we are always open to doing this, okay? Remind you of that. If you would like prayer, someone you're always welcome to come up for prayer afterwards. We need help refreshing the bathrooms, putting the chairs away. Um, we're going to be here till about 12 o'clock. We try to aim to be out of here shortly after that. Thanks for being here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and make you experience the friendship he had in mind when he offered it to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, friends.